Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome to So I Got To Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You are joined as ever by Winky and Bob. I'm Juna Dawson and it's Dylan B. Jones. Hi, Dylan. Hi, how are you? I'm good, it's just us this week. It is, just us squirrel friends. Just us squirrel friends. As um, RuPaul says. Yeah, to, to discuss season four, episode three, Defining Moments. Yeah. Which is ironic because from the title Defining Moments, could I remember which episode this was? <laughs> no, I did, I did not have a clue. It's not a distinct episode, is it, particularly? No, but, you know, if we were going to do, we should do this. Well, at some point, we should do, like, the So I Got to Thinking official top ten episodes. Maybe we should do that towards the end. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do, like, a fan survey. Yeah. Um, please, not the week of my wedding. Let's not do that the week of my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not this week. Um, not today, Satan. This episode is not going to be in the top ten. I will. I will go out on a limb now yeah. and say I don't think this is going to be anybody's favorite episode. But it does have some quite important stuff in it. Yeah. Um, like I think yeah, there are some interesting bits and a couple of bits that made me lol. So that that's good. That's cool. and there's there's nothing horrible in it. There's nothing no, like... I'm going to say, I don't think anything massively problematic happens, which I'm is like, after season three, what a treat. No. I was going to say the godforsaken season three. I am not. I mean, touch wood, I'm not sure if it ever gets as bad again as it did in season three, does it? Um, no, I think, you know, if you heard our episode with Charlie Craggs, oh, I think that is... That was until, the... Yeah, until, of course, we get to the second film. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, that yeah. takes the biscuit, yeah. That's mm. the worst. Um, but, um... Yeah, no, nothing, nothing outrageous. Work, Charlotte. I don't think storms in to this to this um, no. episode. No. And um, so the question we have to answer is what defines a relationship? But yeah. Dylan, do you want to give us a potted synopsis? Yeah. So Carrie and Big are exploring being just friends, um, which Big clearly sees slightly differently from Carrie. Um, mm. Although Carrie, although it's kind of implied that Carrie is kind of like, we'll get to this later, but Carrie's mm. kind of, Carrie thinks that she wants to be best friends with Big, but actually it's like, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Um, Miranda is dating a guy who has, uh, who's a little bit too open with going to the toilet. <laughs> Correct. Um, I don't really know how else to say that. Um, Samantha meets Maria. 
mm. um, which is great. And we'll discuss that. And yeah. Charlotte and Trey are having sex all over New York. Of course. Yeah. And our, our, throw, our through line through things is, I guess, the importance of labels and, I guess, boundaries. Boundaries and labels. Yeah, that's it, um, isn't it? Um, Charlotte and Miranda are very pro-boundaries. Yeah. Carrie and Samantha are anti-boundaries. And that, so that is the broad, the broad thrust yeah. thrust of this week and of course you neglected to mention or maybe maybe we just shouldn't talk about ray maybe oh, we should just skirt around the whole issue ray king because it's so frustrating because he's so sexy is craig bierko yeah he is kind of right up my street in that he kind of i feel sexually towards him the same way i feel sexually drawn to bo burnham Okay. The right. novelty singer-songwriter off of Netflix. Right. Um, that kind of grin, cheeky grin. Yeah, kind of like a boyish, like boy next door kind of... They both have very kind faces. Masculine, and I think, masculine without being threatening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, after he loses the pork pie hat, which is repulsive... I was sexually attracted to Ray. And then he plays jazz down the phone at her. He opens... And I'm like, this is like a horror film. So this is the... For, for listeners who can't remember, this is a jazz guy that Carrie is enamoured, is taken with at a jazz mm-hmm. bar. A, a bassist, is he? Um, yeah. And he also owns the bar. But he opens his first phone call to her by playing jazz down the... He doesn't even speak. She just picks up the phone and hears jazz. And then it cuts to him and he takes a shoe out of a bassoon... Did you spot that? He just... t- he reaches up. There's a bassoon hanging off the ceiling, and he takes a shoe out of it and like throws it. And oh, then so zany, <laughs> zany quirky. <laughs> and she, but she likes that, doesn't she? Like like with Power Lad, like she likes these kind of, I don't know, sort of almost childlike things. And like when he, what I liked about that, something I really liked actually, because I like consistency in characters, is when he joked about like one instrument hooking up with the other. And she found mm. that really funny. She she really likes... Jo- I can't think of the exact example, but she really likes sort of cute jokes like that. I remember her mm. laughing at something else that someone else said about inanimate objects doing things together. Well, like, I don't know. We, we later on, we get, we get, is banana in your purse? Or just please to see me from <laughs> Alexander Petrovsky. Oh, so um, we'll, we'll get to him later. But... Um, it's a shame because I really want to fancy Ray, but he is giving off powerful jazz vibes because I find him repulsive almost from that. So to put this into context, if you've not seen the episode in a while, Carrie and Big, Big is back. Carrie and Big have decided to be friends or Carrie possibly has decided they're going to be friends. Yeah. I think Big would quite like to be fuck buddies yeah. because I've had a lot of vertex in my forehead, so I can't do the... There'll be no but, eyebrow raise. <laughs> oh my god, I literally can't do that. So this is interesting because this must be pre Sarah Jessica Parker's Botox years, allegedly. Um, I think certainly if we were in series six, that facial motion wouldn't have been happening, perhaps. Um, but um, yeah, so I think Big would quite like to be fuck buddies. Yeah. But um, Carrie has decided she's going to put on a ball gown and go to a cocktail bar. Um, that gown, bar. I loved that ball gown, but like 
for just going for cocktails. That's ridiculous. Insane. And she did. It's one of those costumes. It got some flack at the time. Yeah. And Patricia Fields justified it as being like, it's very Carrie, which is she sort of romanticizes this vision of a New York that had since gone by. And this idea that this kind of bell jar kind of era, Manhattan, where you would put on formal wear to go on like a date kind of. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of Carrie doing cosplay. And yeah. I think we see Carrie doing cosplay, like the, the episode of Cosplay, where they go for the picnic and she draws the freckles on her face and things like that. So she's not above. Yeah. She's not above cosplay. Um, but Big takes her on a date to Ray's jazz bar, where Ray makes eyes at her um, from across his double bass. Yeah. Um, and, and I then... found it all very sexy, him handing her the note. Yeah. Saying, is that your boyfriend? Very sexy. But then unfortunately he plays just down the phone, which I would like to see somebody cut that into Scream, where Drew Barrymore <laughs> answers the phone and there's just jazz coming out and she screams and runs away. I thought that too. It is quite ominous. Um, right. The bit when I cringed the most is when they're walking home and he like, and I just knew it was coming as well. When he's like, everything, he's like, everything in New York can sound like a jazz riff. Like, the dustbin is like, do, do, do. And I was like, oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. Stop it. <laughs> if it were me, I would have screamed and killed him. <laughs> Just stabbed him right there. Um, oh, <laughs> horrific. So pretentious. So pretentious. I wonder if they knew. Like, the whole thing as well where, so later in the episode, um, Carrie inadvertently ends up on the worst triple day of her life with with Samantha and her new friend Maria, who we'll yeah. get to, and then Big and a model called Shah, yeah. which is actually Shay, but she doesn't pronounce the Y. Yeah. Um, and Ray, when things get really intense over the dinner table, Ray just takes himself to the bar and and has some sort of like noodles or something is he eating dim sum at the bar yeah and he's like oh I, I knew the chef oh fuck off just fuck off Ray just fuck off also like also like that doesn't make sense so like he said the chef he know the chef used to work in one of his nightclubs what so like this person went from being like a barman to like a chef at a new Chinese restaurant that doesn't quite make sense to me <laughs> logistically I don't know I'm I, I, don't, I don't know. I do know some people who, who work in hospitality who can turn their hand to just about anything, like bar managers who become sushi chefs. And you're I like, guess. huh? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> just got a better offer. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, Ray is disgusting. And unfortunately, he is back next week. Oh, um, is he? Where he becomes even more... Well, yeah, because next week we've got the whole Ray, will you play me? Horror. Oh God, yeah. So actually, it gets worse. I mean, that's <laughs> truly the twist, which is he's fairly nauseating to begin with, and he just gets worse. What I will say for him is him his character's presence led to two brilliant awkward scenes. The first being the cab ride, and the second <laughs> being like the dinner. I thought those scenes were both great and almost quite sort of British in their awkwardness, mm. um, like awkward silences and like strange little asides, like in the cab. So Big gets in the cab with them when Carrie and Carrie and the jazz player clearly want to get the cab by themselves. Big's mm. like, oh, sure, we'll get a cab then, and gets in with them. And then when Carrie's giving him his her phone number, Big finishes her phone number for her. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it's, three six, it's 364, mm. by the way. Which is great, and you're right, it does feel quite 
quite English in yeah. a way, in that far, far sense of, I think English, British people do fast better than Americans yeah. in general. Um, which I know, and I know Carrie's, and so just Carrie is a huge fan. She's talked loads and loads about how fab it's like one of her favourite things, which yeah. is why Carrie is constantly falling over. And yeah, I thought that was, that was wonderful. But she did bring it on herself by, you know, the scene where Ray asks for her number while her ex is in the car. Mm. She brought that one on herself by attempting to be friends with an ex. Now, I think we've answered this question before, which is the can you be friends with an ex? In fact, we did in the season two finale, yeah. which is the agony and the ecstasy. Have you tried to maintain a friendship with an ex? I think last time you said you hadn't. Yeah, and we, well, I think we sort of agreed on this last time. We said, mm. like, I. I'm friends with a couple of exes, but not mm. because I've like tried to maintain it, just because it's happened naturally. And I think the reason we were discussing this last time is because Carrie was trying to do this before, wasn't she? Yeah. She was trying to like, and it was when they met up for that disastrous dinner and she mm. like fell over the chair and like knocked the waiter over and stuff, um, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, and my my view on that still stands. Like, it's a mistake to try and force it. Don't try and force it. Like, if it happens, it happens. Mm. Um, as Samantha says <laughs> Yeah Because I, I think she, Bless her Carrie's trying too hard Yeah And I think her friends And I think we can We'll, we'll bring in this scene now I think my favourite scene In this episode Is where Samantha confronts Big Because I oh, think yeah. actually that, that scene is more relevant To Carrie and Big Than it is to Samantha actually Yeah Because Rarely Because this is part of his problem Rarely has Big interacted With Charlotte, Miranda And Samantha and actually throughout the six televised seasons, Big very rarely spends any time with with her friends, which is why those scenes stick in my mind, like when Charlotte tells Big in the first film, I rue the day you were born, <laughs> and kind of, um, you know, Miranda, that, that scene in the ser- series finale where Miranda says, go get our go girl. Go get our girl. Oh, um, I got goosebumps just then stuff, when you yeah. said that. Things. Um, I'm, I'm an actor. Um, I was in Holby for six weeks. Um, and but so the scene where Samantha speaks up for Carrie and says she's my best friend and she's vulnerable and I want you to stay away from her. That rang true because actually it feels to me that Carrie is. So this sounds really harsh, but it feels like she's lying to herself. That sometimes when you're still in love with someone. You tell yourself, oh, things are different now. And, you know, we're just going to be friends. But it's not that. It's that you're kind of like addicted to someone. And Mm. you will find, like any good junkie, you will find reasons to keep it in your life. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just a social drinker now. Or, you know, oh, I just smoke with, I just smoke with a drink, kind of. And it's like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, And I think that's where Carrie's at, I think. I like how firm, and they know that, the other ladies know that. And I like mm. how firm Miranda is with Carrie when she first mentions that she was out with Big. Miranda's mm-hmm. like, oh, and she like reacts really strongly. I can't remember what she says, but she's like, I wrote it down somewhere. She's like, don't you think you need to define it? Like mm. immediately like snaps back at her because they don't want a repeat of the drama that they've had to deal with over the last three years. <laughs> and it's only in, in real world terms, it's only four episodes since Miranda and Carrie had that huge spat. Where oh, Miranda yeah. said 
in the series three finale where um, Miranda said, I'm not going to hold your hand through this one again. So yeah. you can see why, but four episodes later, we don't know how much time elapsed between series three and four, mm. but we're still in the recent history, Miranda and Carrie have bumped heads on this. Mm. Um, but it seems that Carrie thinks that moment where they fell in the pond and they dried off back at his apartment, that feels like in Carrie's head, if nobody else's, that they've moved into the next phase of their relationship. Yeah. And and obviously this is about them renegotiating what their future is going to be. I think that is actually a good time to take a break. Yeah. And when we come back from these short messages, let's get into Samantha and Maria as, um, yeah, Samantha decides she's a lesbian. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. You're listening to Juno Dawson and Dylan B. Jones, and we're discussing Series 4, Episode 3, Defining Moments. Yeah. Now, other than Carrie and the Jazz Guy, I think this episode, if it was going to go into the Hall of Fame, it would be because it's a really significant Samantha moment, which is she's about to enter a very short-lived stint in a relationship with a woman. Yeah. Um, which, it, which it fits with the theme... Um, Nobody uses the word lesbian in this episode. Yeah. Samantha will next week. She she literally sits her friends down and says, I'm a lesbian. Um, <laughs> but um, for now, yeah, she just meets Sonia Braga um, playing Maria, the artist. I think it's a genius piece of casting. Yeah. I love that Braga is the same age or older than Cattrall, yeah. given that we're so used to seeing... Um, Catral with younger men often in this series so it feels to me like Maria is Samantha's equal and I think that's kind of the appeal which is you know she's ambitious and talented and creative and sparky and I at the time was fully into Samantha and Maria and I think I remain so I think yeah same I just adored 
like I'm so relieved because I was worried, as I said last week, I was worried there might be some problematic stuff that we forgot uh-huh. about. And for now, at least, they've dealt with it, I think, flawlessly to the point where it's slightly ahead of its time, really. Um, I loved that, I adored that, like, when Maria first sort of, not comes on to her, that's a bit strong, but when they're, like, touching each other's hands mm. and there's a bit of a, there's something happening, um, you expect Samantha to say, I'm not gay or I'm not a lesbian, but she says, um, I'm not a relationship person. And that's just, uh, I just adored her for that. And also mm. when she, I loved, just a little thing, I loved when she first met Maria and she sees Maria like kissing her ex and then Maria says oh that's my ex bearing in mind this was the early noughties and like LGBT stuff wasn't quite as ubiquitous then Samantha does not bat- does not react in the slightest um, no. which was also brilliant I think any of the other three would have reacted a little bit like Carrie would have mm. been like oh oh fabulous or you know like mm. been a bit like annoying about it um, but it <laughs> but it makes sense that like Samantha just no reaction like completely normal um, yeah yeah yeah, I loved it. I think, you know, it's it's a shame that a little bit further down the line it gets played for laughs. Yeah, well, they, 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 somewhat, they somewhat do Maria dirty as well in that. It's funny, I've been re-watching Friends and Friends is brutal with supporting female characters when they've outlived their natural story arcs. So looking at whether it's Janice or Kathy or Emily they quite routinely turn them into crazy nutcases. Yeah. Like, poor Helen Baxendale, you know, the Emily character is done so wrong in that, you know, she becomes crazy. Janice becomes crazy. Yeah. Kathy cheats on Chandler at the drop of a hat. And it feels slightly like the same with, with Sex and City as well, which is when you need to get rid of a character quickly and without complications, you make them unreasonable or crazy. Yeah. And Sex and the City does it with Maria, and later on it does it with Dr. Robert Leeds as well, who goes crazy on Maria. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a shame. It feels it doesn't quite do... It lets, it lets our character off too easily. So it basically it removes Samantha... Maybe a little too easily, but... Yeah, I feel like that's quite dated as well. It's very black and white, isn't it? Like, Mm. I I feel... I think more modern shows aren't so... um, Are a bit more considered about how people... About how real life actually works. Like, people will just grow... Like, a character won't be there anymore because of something that was out of both of the characters' control or something. Like, it's always... It's it's Mm. a bit less um, simplistic, I think, now. The approach to this. Yeah. If there was going to be a woke Charlotte moment surrounding Samantha and Maria, I wonder if it's in the fact that they're very limited with the vocabulary they have to describe it. So, you know, I think Samantha describes herself as trisexual at one point because she'll try mm. anything once. Um, but, you know, was there a conversation in there about pansexuality or bisexuality, given how appallingly Series 3 did in yeah. the episode regarding bisexuality? Um, so it'll be interesting next week. I really look forward to us looking at when Samantha tells the others yeah. she's dating Maria, how they react, especially given that last season, she, Carrie was particularly shit when she was dating Sean. Yeah, um, I think so there will be see. some... I think that I think I actually vaguely remember there are some problematic lines from um from Carrie and possibly Miranda in the brunch place, like some jokey mm. like oh, but isn't it just a fa-, like that kind of shit? Um, but not helped by the fact that Samantha never dates another woman. Yeah, and and barely I think it gets mentioned once down the line when when um 
Miranda is having difficulties with the man who overeats her, <laughs> with uh, the man who gets yeah. her all over his face. And, and Samantha uh, says, when I was a lesbian, I could get in and out with the briefest gloss or something. Right. And they all, they all, it's played for last. But other than that, it's never mentioned ever again. You know, yeah. nobody ever mentions that she dates a woman. And, and that's a shame because... Yeah. But maybe that's the point of this episode, which is should Samantha have to define herself? Because according to the rules of this episode, no, she shouldn't. Well, that's why I that's why it struck me as a little bit ahead of its time, because I I think and hope that the future of sexual identity is that all like what like all words that we have for it will find will eventually be forgotten like lesbian gay bisexual pans that, that'll all be forgotten because mm. it just won't ma- none of it will matter anymore i think for me that personally that's like that's the end goal um but i can also see why for some people it might be important to keep those identities and hang on to them mm. um yeah. yeah i think i think my view on that is that while LGBT people face such persecution all around the world. We have to have a word for that community so mm. we can protect that community. Yeah. So I think, you know, and while, you know, minority groups are still legislated about more than yeah. straight and cisgender people, you know, we do need to be able to say, look, lesbians, gay, bi people, pan people, trans people, non-binary people need legal protection and we need, we need yeah laws around yeah. us you know to make sure that we're not discriminated against so i mean yeah. for, that's that's why because often i do get asked that when i when i'm on school visits like, you know people say to me do you think we still need labels oh kid, do like, kids we, we do yeah do kids ask that yeah which oh, wow. i think is a very smart question yeah yeah that's interesting yeah Ooh. and yeah i think this labelless utopia that i would love is, is probably sadly a long way it's still quite a long way off mm. <laughs> but i think i mean i think that the other answer is just inc- include more labels because i think when when we only had you know four labels um lgbt there were some people who felt excluded by that there, there were people who i guess people like samantha people who occasionally dated women but didn't necessarily see themselves as being lesbian or bi kind of um and i guess that's why in my mind, why queer is such a powerful and inclusive term because, you know, anyone can be queer. If you consider yourself anything that's not straight or cisgender, then, you know, welcome to queer. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was just going to bring up queer as well. Um, I've got a friend um, who identifies as queer and they Mm. are um, heterosexual, um, which I think is great. But yeah, they're such I, a they're such a member of the community and like so embedded in it that of course mm. they identify. For, for me, it made total sense when they told me that. I was like, yeah, if you are, absolutely. And I use queer more and more because when I when I first came out as trans, my friends were like, "So you're straight now?" And because I've mm. only ever dated men, I was kind of like, "Yeah, I guess I'm straight now." Mm. But what I realized is the country, nay, the world isn't quite ready to accept transgender women into the majority. Yeah. So I feel it more helpful to have a word to describe myself that still speaks of the fact that I'm treated differently by a lot of men. Yeah. And, you know, I face persecution and discrimination. I face transphobia. And so that's why I would more, I feel more naturally inclined to describe myself as queer than I do straight, even though I've only dated men. Yeah. Yeah, that mm. makes sense. Also, less of a head fuck, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, Miranda, 
Oh, Miranda and the Pooh. <laughs> I thought for a long, the longest time that her pooey friend was Philip Seymour Hoffman. He has that boy. it's not. Yeah. It's just somebody who looks a bit like Philip Seymour, not Seymour Hoffman. I mean, <laughs> the Pooh. No. Less HBO. It's so there. It's just so noisy. Oh, God, no. Um, as, as much as I love to be open-minded and everything, I thought, I think I actually would break up with someone for that. <laughs> I think I would. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a warning sign. It's a red flag. Like, even if it, <laughs> even if it really? wasn't... Really? <laughs> yeah. I think, like, yeah. I mean, what do you, what, what about you? Would, you? would you break up with someone if they just did no, a show with the door I, open? I mean... I would be outraged in that I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But I don't know if I'd break up with someone. I wonder if this is partly a failure again, another failure of Miranda to adequately communicate her feelings. If she just said, oh my God, in this house, we close the door. Well, you know, we that's should. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's funny because there must be something about Max's bladder where as soon as I get in the bath, he decides he needs to pee. Oh, okay. And and it's like one of those like ongoing sources of minor exasperation oh, in yeah, our relationship. Yeah. But no, has Max ever tried to drop <laughs> his nugs off? <laughs> no, because that's so disgusting. So <laughs> gross. So gross. But, I, you know, if if I had been Miranda in this one, I would have just said... That's so gross. Please close the door. Yeah, Nobody needs to hear that. Yeah. Communicate. Do you know what? It's interesting because, like, Chris and I would never dream of, like, using the toilet in front of each other. But... Not even for number ones? Um, no. Well, but it's it's weird, though, because when it's two boys, obviously, we've, like, happened to wee at urinals at the same time in pubs, for example. Mm. So that's happened. So we have technically weed in the same room together, but it's a bit different at home. And also, I was thinking... My friend Karen and I, if we're at like a house, we go to house parties together and we like going mm. to the toilet and like she'll sit down and wee and I'll like look in the mirror. We like doing that kind of quote unquote girly thing. And then I'll like wee while she does her makeup in the mirror. And that Amazing. is, that is great. I love, I absolutely love that. And we'll like have a chat and slag off people at the party. Um, but it's interesting. Like it's fine with a friend, but not with a romantic partner. I don't know. Oh, I just, I just, I just, I'm trying to think if I ever have done. I like having the chat through the cubicle wall. So like oh, if yeah. a group of me and my girlfriends go to the bathroom, you can chat through the stall. Yeah. But no, I don't think I've ever sat in the cubicle while my friends have peed or vice versa. Mm. Um, I think Melanie B of the Spice Girls, when she had her mansion bill, she has a special toilet with two toilets facing each other so she and her friends could sit and pee opposite each other <laughs> although at least that's the legend but i believe that's true i think that is verified i think the other spice girls have said mel b <laughs> has a special two-person toilet mel b i can imagine posh being down for that posh and jerry <laughs> oh god i wouldn't like to say which of the spice girls has enjoyed a golden shower let's, oh my god. <laughs> let's start that rumor mill going Definitely Jerry. <laughs> Definitely. No, I think, well, m- clearly in her before the Lady of the Manor days as well, because she only wears white now. So she's definitely not <laughs> indulging in any water sports now. She only wears pristine white oh, yeah. clothes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's finish off with Charlotte and Trey. Yeah. Who, by this point, had I slightly had enough of Charlotte and Trey? Yeah, oh, I didn't care yeah. particularly. 
Um, I enjoyed Winky and Bob's cocktail party. Um, and it's nice <laughs> that Trey can get it up. It's, it is genuinely yeah. nice that Trey has found a way around his impotence problem. I think the reason I've stopped caring slightly is because it's been the same storyline for quite a while now, which are his mm. pro- his problems with like sex basically. And it's yeah. been it's been that for like a good 5 or 6 episodes now, and it's like, right, move it along, like come up with something else. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't and hate I mean, it. unfortunately, this is going to rumble on for the rest yeah. of the season, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah. we've got we've got more of this to come. Yeah. Um but I similarly I am fully with Charlotte, which is that situation would be driving me batshit. Yeah. Because I really like to know where I stand in a relationship. Yeah. So my heart does go out because, you know, she's in a really weird position of being, and she uses that very old fashioned term, estranged, which kind of <laughs> yeah. is it's such an odd situation. But then I, I do think it happens. I've I've known married couples who have separated only to get back together, sometimes many, many years later, kind of. And it turns out what what each partner needed was some time apart to sort of mature a little, kind of. Um, But no, as boring as I'm finding watching it, my heart does go out with Charlotte, because that must be an incredibly weird situation to Mm. kind of be dating your husband who you're separated from. Mm. Yeah. And then... How does it? It doesn't really get get resolved, does it? By the end, well, but it carry, as you said, it carries on, doesn't it? Yeah, Trey Trey tra offers a compromise, which is if he can make love to her in their marital bed, can they also have sex in a taxi? Mm. Which yeah. Charlotte is up for. So. Yeah, and good. Yeah, yeah, good for her, I guess. Um, so, and there's a really swift conclusion at the end of the episode mm. to the question. Carrie, like literally, almost as the credits are rolling, says. What ultimately defines a relationship is another relationship. <laughs> it's like... That is potentially true. Yeah. I always come back to, there was an important man in my past um, who, it was undoubtedly a relationship. I think I've probably talked about this before. It was definitely a relationship. But it wasn't like anything I'd ever had before. And so maybe Carrie is right. So he had just come out of like a really, really long-term relationship. He'd been with this guy for about, this was pre-transition, he'd been with this guy for about nine years. And he was always very honest. He always said, you know, oh my God, the last thing I want right now is another long-term relationship. But I found him really funny. And he we were kind of committed to each other in a weird way. Mm. I mean, I assume he was seeing other people, but we certainly saw a lot of each other. He took me out for lovely dinners because he had a lot more money than me at the time. And, um, you know, I remember I was dating him when my grandma died and he was an incredible support. You know, mm. he was so lovely because he had been bereaved as well. And, you know, so he was very there for me. But was it a relationship the way I had imagined a relationship? No. In that, you know, we were both kind of open to meeting other people and, um, you know, sometimes I wouldn't see him for a few weeks and we certainly weren't messing, you know, we weren't sort of sending each other a million messages a day, kind of like, what are you doing? How's your day? Kind of stuff. (laughs) So it wasn't like a boyfriend in any kind of meaningful way, but it was definitely a relationship. Yeah. And and that was a really important lesson because I learned 
that you can get a lot of emotional support and a lot of sexual fulfillment out of a relationship that doesn't look like something in Dawson's Creek yeah. and doesn't look like something from Sex and the City. And so actually, you know, maybe Big is Carrie's boyfriend. Maybe, you know, and maybe it's fine that they have this very sort of strange relationship that doesn't look like a rom-com kind yeah. of. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's actually why I liked this episode because the same sort of thing was explored with Samantha and Maria, wasn't it? Like mm. this can be a, this doesn't look like a conventional relationship. Um, back then, like it would have been considered unconventional because it was a same sex relationship. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Not mad at this episode at all. Not mad. Yeah. So, what defines a relationship is in the eye of the beholder. I think you yeah. you get to decide. You get to decide what your relationship is or is not. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. We'll be back next week for series four, episode four, What Sex Got to Do With It. Oh. Which is mouthful. Oh. Um, and so I guess, yeah, we will, we'll find out next week with more Ray the Jazz Man. Yes. Skip it about. Skip it about. Skip it about. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, sorry about that, listeners. That must have been deeply unpleasant. <laughs> um, maybe you could treat one of your friends today by ringing them and just playing jazz down the phone. Oh yeah, do do it. Yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> treat a friend. Treat a friend and loved one today. <laughs> um, until next week, you can find us on social media at sigtt podcast. I'm at Juno Dawson. I'm at Dylan B. Jones, LDN. And don't forget to like and subscribe. And until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 